0: Okay, I'm Shelley, and I am Shelley Bowman, and I am with Ramenda Kaur, and um, we are going to talk about the amazing work that she does today, and let me just make sure we're on gallery, and there we go. So, um, yeah, let's just jump right in and tell me a bit about yourself and how you got into what you do.
1: Hi, Shelley, thanks for having me. Um, I'm a coach for singles who are thriving in their professional life but somehow love life is a bit rocky, you know. (laughs) So, because we generally hear that, yes, I'm in a vicious cycle of dating. This is most of the times because of our mindset. I mean, not exactly the mindset. You can say we have our belief system. Mm. So I help them clear the beliefs which are stopping them to have a stable relationship in their life. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you have a particular age group from 35 to 45. Yeah. How do you choose that?
1: oh well what happens is nowadays because um i mean earlier it was not that but yes now females are equally career conscious mm. so 30 32 is okay uh, i'm doing this i'll get married but you know when we reach 35 it's like most of our friends are married even they are starting having kids and all and they're so busy in their lives and then suddenly we feel that oh I'm left with no friends nobody to talk to we gradually we gradually go into a uh, you know area where uh, my family is not understanding me
0: Mm. and this is this is specifically in India correct
1: uh, yeah, it is there. But yeah, I have met clients from other countries as well. They are like, because they are staying either alone for, for uh, their jobs and all that or as per the culture, yeah. you know, they, they leave parents after a certain age and they have their own setups and all. but yes going to friends and all that is there in every society but married friends and unmarried people at this age they have I mean though it's not a a gap of understanding but still the circumstances are so different that they can't gel in with the families, the singles
0: right it
1: happens everywhere yeah okay yeah yeah females are like yes after certain age they're like yes I should have a family somebody to talk to even not even if you don't want to have kids that's a personal choice Hmm. but some person you can talk your heart out to
0: right yeah you see a lot of memes about uh, you know like I, I just saw one recently and it's like, you know, in your twenties, your parents are like, go have fun. And then in your thirties, they're like, where's the grandchildren? Like, why aren't you married? Do you have a boyfriend yet? What's going on? So, um, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't get that kind of pressure from my, my parents and, um, and my sister got married. She had a kid, so they had their grandchild, but um, I know that some of my other friends were getting that around. It's usually around thirties by forties, they probably back off a bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, then, then what happens is uh, in uh, when, when we reach the late 30s, 38, 40 kinds, then is we, we uh, are closed. We keep ourselves in the shell. We don't go to the gatherings. We don't talk to people. And obviously married friends are busy with their families. They actually forget that uh, that friend has not been in touch from six months because they are so busy with their routines right so yeah so more or less yeah um, uh, say societal things are aside but it's a general thing that at 38 40 you feel like so lonely I mean you just contact yourself
0: right so is that your experience of what you went through and so that you're coming from that experience to help others
1: started with that, but yes, now I see that um, a little less, a little more, but yeah, they are like, when they start, they're like, yes, I'm comfortable, even if I'm not getting married, but gradually after one or two sessions, when they open up, when the energies open up, it is there that yes, they're lonely inside, Mm. though their parents love them deeply, but still... Um, either they are not open to talk to their parents or like they got married at the okay age and they don't understand what emotionally, mentally, society-wise they're going through, what they're going through. I mean, it's like, you know, at two different platforms, both are right at their places, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but they can't get the, uh, you know, emotional... uh, Support or what 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 are they feeling? They can't make their parents or family understand.
0: Right. You mean the like the loneliness that their their friends yeah. are offering their own things, so they're not seeing their friends so much.
1: Yeah. And then the, the friends are with their husbands, they're posting pics on the Facebook, or they're talking about that, yes, we are going to this holiday, or there. So it's like, oh. I wish
0: I mm. would have my partner as well. Right. Yeah. We. <clears throat> I was talking to someone yesterday, and we were talking about um, imposter syndrome. But in the same context, a lot of people will compare their own insides to other people's outsides. So you see, like, you know, oh, the the perfect marriage, and I wish I had that marriage. Maybe it's not such a good marriage, but all over Facebook, it looks like a good marriage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we do tend to you know because we're we're ourselves we you know so we're comparing what we're feeling inside to maybe the facade that other people are showing and so um there is a lot of that um comparison that's not really very healthy because they're looking at you know um what might not be a perfect marriage i know um Just from a personal level, my sister, um, she's passed away, but she was very much, um, you know, everything is perfect. Everything is perfect, and I would be there, and I'd be like, "Mm, it's not perfect, but and um, and, you know, I'm a lot of people do that. So uh, yeah,
1: but Chilly, I tell you one thing: what happens is, you know, uh, most of the times we fantasize things. Right. Right. by 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 watching the movies and um, all that stuff, the the media has played a major role in that. We just fantasize that oh my husband will do that this for me, he'll do that for me. He, mm-hmm. He'll buy me so many gifts and you know flowers every week. But actually, relationship is not just about that. It's like that yes, my partner is my partner is standing there for me when i need him or her they are there for me rather i, I feel like cl- crying he or she is just sitting beside me and letting me just pour out whatever is clogging my heart
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's not that that oh you are sad let's go to shopping it's not that it's
0: yes. just sitting
1: by your side
0: yeah. Yeah. The um my husband is definitely the one who gets gets the bad side of me, but also the good side of me. <laughs> but we, we've been together for 16 years. So some of it's not even verbal at this point. It's just like non-verbal communication. And um and yeah, he is kind of the rock. If I if I come home and he knows I've had a bad day, he just stands there and hugs But um yeah. Yeah,
1: and and it takes time to realize that the life shown in the movies is for, is for them only. Mm. I mean, we normal human beings, the real life is far more different than the real life. It's the understanding and your support system.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: It's, it's more about that. It's not about just roaming around in the world everywhere.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I mean but we do as women we do tend to have um a lot of that support comes from other women at least for me in in my social circles of friends but of course they did have their like I I didn't have kids but the you know they had their busy years when they were you know focused on the kids and now it's more like we can just go hang out but a, a fair number of my friends never had kids and so we've we know, we've had a fairly strong support system. But um, yeah. yeah, there were, there was a period where you just didn't see some of the ones that had children. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I can think of a number of them that I haven't really reestablished that connection, you know, now that their kids are bigger or whatever. They're
1: grown up, yeah. But um, it happens, like my sister, she's having two kids, I'm having one kid. Even we have so much of difference of uh, say schedules and uh, all that stuff. It it matters. Like life changes with every kid.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't have that um, that ongoing thing. Mine's been more around the um, yeah career. Yeah. But I remember. Some something that someone said once it's like men never make a choice do you want a a career or a family it's like of course they can do both very easily because they you know if they have a family they're gonna have a wife and she's gonna do you know a fair amount of the the family stuff so that it's kind of like it's a given that they'll have a family and a career whereas women a lot of times you have to really make a choice if you're going to and I remember this from when I was in Japan which is a very very long time ago and Someone just, she was an architect and she wasn't married and she's a bit older. In Japan, they get married fairly young. And she was like, I I won't get married because, you know, I have my career. I'm not going to give it up for a man. So I'm just not going to get married. That was the thinking then, but that was quite some time ago. I think now there's a lot more of people that are able to, you know, the guy takes half the burden of the family and the woman takes half the burden and they could share it and then they can both have their careers. But um, I know that that's something that's, you know, been a while coming, but it's.
1: Uh, Shelly, uh, in my experience of 10 years of married life, it's like, yes, I had the very same mindset. It is not the reality. It is just in our mind that if I'll have a career, I can't have a family life. Mm. It is a belief right right. we are believing that this is true and we are experiencing it mm. because our vibration is that that I can have either this or that now when I got married I left my job I was working with a bank and actually at the time I was being paid well good but still for the family life I left my job Right. Mm -hmm. And then soon after I conceived and I was busy with my son. When he was five, six, I thought that, yes, I have to do something like because I was earlier, I was studying then uh, doing the job. So I was very busy with the things. And then I was confined to my home. And now as uh, he's going to be nine, it's like it's already uh, two and a half, three years i am pursuing my career and my husband is supportive enough he loves me Uh, i mean when he sees me working being busy with my things he's quite happy with that and yes i'm gradually growing and yes i can say from my life from my friends people around me are in this age who left their careers, their jobs for the sake of the family? Yes, hmm. some years may go a little stagnant or a little down, but then you can be at par again. And yes, career is possible with the marriage as well. Hmm. Right. It's just we need to understand that it is possible. Then it becomes
0: possible. Of course, yes, mindset yeah and what kind of drove you into this direction I know you were you were in banking and then you were raising your son and then what got you deciding to to coach that specific demographic of women or go even go into coaching
1: uh yeah because um even before my mind, I mean, I, I got married because yes, I worked hard on my mindset. At times, it's there that we, we have some beliefs, which we don't know consciously, but it's running on the back of our mind. Mm. My mother was a working woman, and she could not give me much time. Mm. Right. And maybe she had her own issues. She she did not have a good uh, childhood or whatever you can say. Because mm. they were, say, six, seven brothers and sisters. So her mother actually could not be uh, pampering her all the time. So she, she actually never learned what pampering is. Oh, okay. It was obvious. So the only way she knew was, okay, they are kids, that's okay. I'm doing their work. And yes, I'm doing even job for them. I'm earning and spending on them and all that. I mean, it was not something very poochie puchi kinds of <laughs> relationship of uh, me and my mother. So I, I had a, I, I developed a belief in years that because mother is the closest relationship. So I developed the belief that nobody loves me. All right. Because my mama was, I mean, she loves me a lot. She, she is really, I mean, yes, she has a lot of love in her heart, but she could not, uh, uh, you know, showcase it in the right, which, which I expected. So I believe that she don't love me. And because she was my world when I was a kid. So for me, it was like, nobody loves me. And it spread all over my life, my school life, and whatever, whatever. Then I was not getting married. I started working on myself Mm. because nothing was helping me. Then I thought, Raminder, turn inside, and my journey of, uh, I mean, you know, introspection started. And then, after working for one and a half years or so, I realized that I have a strong belief that nobody loves me. Right. Yeah. Then I released it um, that, yes, I I actually realized that, yes, my mother loves me, but she did not show me the love the way I expected. That is all. But it never means that she doesn't love me. Right. And today we have a wonderful relationship. <laughs> so, yeah, when I released that belief that nobody loves me, I actually had um, instances that yes, she loves me but I never remembered that, only the instances when she was strict to me. Uh-huh. I only remembered that and it is not that way but she has given me love enough. That's why I, I could survive. Hmm. So when I released that uh, you know I was stuck with nobody loves me, nobody loves me, nobody loves me. My mind was singing that at the back. When I released that, I believe me, um, eight or nine months, and I was married.
0: Wow, that's quick.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, but every person can have a different thing. Now, my first client. Uh, When I was not professional, I mean, it was like uh, I knew that, yes, we have something in our heart, in our mind, which blocks us. One of my colleagues, she was married. She was having a son. And I helped her in the office and all that. Then one day, I mean, after a week or so, she came to me. She said that I want to talk to you about something. I said, yes. And, um, you know, with the reluctance, she was reluctant as well. She told me that she, uh, I mean, she can't allow her husband to be intimate with her. Hmm. I was surprised. I was really surprised. But then what are you saying? You ha- You have a love marriage. And she had a love marriage hmm. <laughs> to the biggest surprise. Well, uh, I said, uh, uh, I mean, your marriage is a love marriage and you're having a son also. I mean, you have a kid and you're saying that you're not comfortable being intimate with him. She said, yes. I mean, uh, it's just that, that I just got pregnant and I got a son. But otherwise, whenever he comes near me, I don't allow him to touch me. So it's, it's just that just by the way that either I'm so much uncomfortable or something like that. And I got pregnant and I got a son. And um, then uh, digging deep, it was just simple. I asked her why you don't like his touch. Then she told me that even my son, he's so small, said two and a half, three years. She said, when I go back to, from office, he comes and hugs me. So I am like, I, I push him aside that don't touch me. Wow. So I could understand that she has a problem with a male touch. Mm. And digging down, I came to, I mean, we could realize that, uh, I mean, her sister, came across a person in their relatives in the extended family who tried to touch her in a bad manner mm. right, with malintentions and her sister just uh, as a caution, she, she said her that um, be cautious of that man. Mm. And she, being a kid, she was child then, right? She understood that to be cautious of every man in the world. Wow! But she did not know it consciously. Her subconscious was telling her that don't let any man touch you, and it was applying even to her son. That's crazy. Her own son, yeah. And just one session, we could release that entanglement that every man is bad. Mm. And after three days, she came to me. She said, "Uh, Ramanda, ma'am, I want to tell you something, yes. She said, uh, you know, I played with my son like crazy and he was so happy. And for the first time, I could hug him from my heart.
0: How rewarding is that to, have <laughs> to get through that?
1: yeah, so it's like we have something or the other in our mind which is stopping us from experiencing the goodness of the world freely.
0: There but, is something yeah um i I work with women as well, and they um there are a lot of things like that that are holding people back, and it can be a small thing, and it could yeah. just. A belief that maybe um you know someone gave gave you that belief that like an inner critic or an you know inner voice that said you know stay away from this it's bad for you and then it it blossoms into something much, mm. much bigger and um I just did a uh, like a three-day workshop and it was around limitations and the inner critic and all that and it was like um it does come from who who may have had good intentions, but then it goes into adulthood and you know it's not serving us anymore, so it needs to be released, as you said. But that's an amazing story. So good yeah. for that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so every but, client has a different mindset, and I cannot go with that. Yes, if I had a belief, nobody loves me. So everybody's single because of they have a problem with their love beliefs. Like I said, the other client, she had a very different kind of belief that every man is bad another <laughs> client she her her parents got separated when she was 14 or 15 mm. so she was just growing she was she was just understanding the world at that time and suddenly that news came that yes my parents are separating so she attached the thing that uh, marriage brings sadness because she was sad at that time that my parents are getting separated so she held tight to her heart that marriage, marriage brings sadness. So I'm not going to get married.
0: Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's so much that can come from uh, just small things that grow into having a huge effect on us. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, anyway, so, the, so that started you on your journey, that one person started you on the journey to working with others
1: uh no i told you like before my marriage even and uh, yes i because uh, i had a belief that nobody loves me so my life was very messy because when uh, when you don't feel loved you are unsafe you are very much in the vibration of fear and danger like mm. so um, i started the you know meditation or reiki or like that years back and I'm empathetic naturally I mean I never started it when even I'm not into all this my friends in the college life or university life they came to me to talk and uh-huh. went out even if I was not into healing at that time but they felt safe with me and they came to me uh, to talk, to went out, to just find that emotional support in me. So I knew that, yes, I had somewhere or the the, other in me to to help, to be empathetic. So uh, when I left my job, I was with my son. So a little less, a little more, I was working on myself. And um, then I tried, I mean, I thought of uh, taking, uh, I mean, I I generally use tapping. Yes, I use other modalities as well, but EFT is my main go-to tool because it helps you uncover what is there inside, which we have consciously forgotten, but our subconscious hasn't, never. So it, it helps to uncover that with an ease
0: right yeah I use that as
1: yeah so when I took the professional training the workshop then I wanted to get certified for that as well Hmm. and for that we have to take at least at least 50 practice sessions Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so when I worked with the first client only so I knew that this is the path I have to go to
0: (laughs) amazing yeah okay so i think we're we're just at the t- end of this and so thank you so much for for joining me and thank um, you dear. thank you and it's been lovely hearing about this and um about your journey and and the amazing impact that you're having on women so thank you for that and um yeah i'm just going to stop the recording and so thank you thank you